Hello, and welcome to Podisode 1 of Deviance, the BDSM awareness podcast. I'm Dax, since we're using our made-up names, and this Podisode will be all about the base. It's basics, all about the basics. When I decided to do a podcast, I asked my Twitter followers to suggest things they'd like me to talk about. After reeling out some suggestions, like the influence of the Royal Society on 17th century scientific writing, and something called BTS, I realised that a lot of the suggestions could all be rolled up into a BDSM 101 episode. So that's what we've got today. I'm going to go over some of the basics, common terms you'll come across, and also a little insight into what you can expect from me in future episodes. I would like to stress that there are many different viewpoints and interpretations in the world of BDSM. I'll be using the generally accepted definitions interspersed with my own thoughts, but everyone will have their own opinion and that's perfectly fine too. There is no right or wrong way to kink. Anyway, to paraphrase the great Julie Andrews, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC. When you dom, you begin with Obey Me. Little bit of dominant humour there. <clears throat> Bringing us on to our first question, just what is BDSM? It's a slightly odd acronym. Uh, it's four letters representing six words. Bondage, discipline, domination, submission sadism and masochism. Bondage, at a basic level, is about restraining someone, tying them up, cuffing them, wrapping them in tape. The options are endless. Sometimes it's for sex or punishment or pleasure, and sometimes it's for art. Bondage has many purposes, and as with many things in BDSM, not all of them are sexual. Yes, Tying someone to the bed so they can't move and are at your mercy is one awesome use of bondage, but check out Pendulum by FKA Twigs on YouTube for another. I'll put a link in the description. So bondage, basically, it's about tying somebody up, straining them. Next up, we'll look at the D for domination and the S for submission. Domination and submission, commonly referred to as DS, is a dynamic where one person, the submissive, chooses to submit to another person, called the dominant. Most people will naturally identify as one or the other, but it's perfectly possible to be both, which is known as switch. As with bondage, this doesn't have to be sexual, but it commonly is. DS has become increasingly popular since the Fifty Shades of Grey films. You'll often hear kinky people complain about how unrealistic they were, which is fair, but they did encourage more people to get involved in the BDSM scene, so it wasn't all bad. I'll go into more detail about DS in a future bodysode, but for now, the basic idea is that the submissive willingly agrees to submit to the dominant and allow the dominant to control them. Part of this control will often involve setting rules, uh, administering punishments if those rules are broken, Uh, sometimes a cheeky little sub might actually want to be punished, perhaps they enjoy being spanked, in which case they may deliberately misbehave so they can get a punishment. See what we did there? Punishment, punish. Anyway, other aspects of DS may include training the submissive to behave in a certain way, uh, perfect certain skills such as deep throating or edging, or having them restrained so the dominant can use the submissive for their own sexual pleasure. This submission is 
always consensual and could just be for a one-off session in the bedroom it could be a regular thing or perhaps even something both partners agree to continue in their day-to-day life Uh, i did mention it doesn't have to be sexual i've used ds techniques to help someone improve their career for example and if you've been following me on the twitters you may have seen me say bdsm it's not just for the bedroom uh okay as catchphrases go it's no hasta la vista baby but give me a break i'm working with what i've got here anyway gender is irrelevant The cliché of a besuited businessman, dom and naked submissive woman is somewhat outdated and there are many ways to enjoy the S. My chosen name, Sir Dax, identifies me as a dominant, although I only expect someone who submits to me to call me Sir. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not in fact part of the British monarchy. Not German for starters. Um, One last thing to mention about DS is the terms subspace and also dom space. These are used to describe the almost euphoric state that a sub or dom can experience as they are submitting or dominating. Indeed, for many submissives, reaching subspace is the goal of submission. Anyway, this is a very, very brief overview of DS, and there is so much more, but that's for a future podisode. Um, oh, you may also come across the terms top and bottom. These have many different meanings, but generally you can assume that a top is the person in charge, and a bottom is the person being taken charge of. So that was D and S, dominance and submission. The other meaning of the D in BDSM is discipline. It's generally the rules and punishment aspect of DS, but you can just enjoy being subjected to rules and potentially punishments or rewards without bothering with other DS aspects, which is why it's kind of separated out. Lastly, we come to the second meaning of S and the last letter in BDSM, which is, well, M. Uh, no, not the head of MI6. Though now I'm thinking Miss Moneypenny. And anyway, um, <clears throat> right, so S and M in this case refer to sadism and masochism. Another pairing, like dominant and submissive, but in this case, we're going all the way. A sadist is someone who enjoys inflicting pain on another person. A masochist is someone who enjoys experiencing pain. Again, this is always consensual and doesn't have to be sexual. Sadism gets its name from the Marquis de Sade, a late 18th century French nobleman, politician and writer, uh, famous for writing somewhat extreme pornography, focusing on blasphemy, suffering and violence. Masochism gets its name from an Austrian, Leopold von Zuckermarsock, although I don't think he was very happy about it, apparently he was quite hurt. Um, In which case he probably did like it because, you know, masochist. Moving on, Uh, sadistic techniques often involve increasing levels of pain for the masochist. And techniques can include uh, hitting, cutting, piercing, stretching, or pretty much any other extreme activity that to many look like torture. Consensual torture. Now, there is often some crossover between DS techniques and S&M techniques. In a sexual DS dynamic, there's often some use of mild pain as a punishment or, indeed, a reward. Anyway, that's a brief... Seriously, that was a brief overview of BDSM. Next up, I'm often asked what the difference between kink and fetish is. And, you'll be pleased to know, this is very quick. Kink is pretty much any form of activity, usually sexual, which isn't straightforward, normal sex. Kinky people often refer to vanilla sex. Everyone has their own idea of what that means, but let's say it's missionary position, under the duvet, lights off, once a year on your birthday, sex. As plain as can be. So if that's your straightforward sex, 
anything that's not straight can be considered bent or perhaps kinked. Oh, let's call it kink, be done with it. To some people, lights on and doggy style is kinky. To others, kinky is jumping off the wardrobe in a Batman costume, but no codpiece, onto a tied up Harley Quinn wearing nothing but a gag and stilettos. A fetish, on the other hand, is when you need a particular element in order to enjoy sex. Perhaps you need to sniff someone's feet, or your partner has to be wearing fishnets, or you really like the feel of PVC. Whatever it is, if you can't enjoy yourself without it, then it's a fetish. By the way, if anyone has any photos of them as a tied up Harley Quinn wearing nothing but a gag of stilettos, feel free to send them in. Purely for um, research purposes, yeah. Another uh, spot the difference question concerned pairings, such as Dom Sub, Daddy Little, and Master Slave. We've already covered Dom and Sub, and really you can think of the others as just different versions of the same thing. Again, these are all gender neutral roles, and you're free to choose whatever term you prefer or none, it's totally up to you. So, whereas the dom-sub dynamic can be anything from a brief bedroom thing to something that defines a whole marriage, owner-slave arrangements tend to be all day, every day. A slave will literally give up all freedom to serve their owner, both domestically and sexually. One of the most derided aspects of Fifty Shades was the incessant mention of contracts. In reality, contracts aren't that common except in slave dynamics where they will be used to define things like days off, duties, and so on. Due to the somewhat extreme nature of slave arrangements, they are very rare, but they do exist. Daddy Little, also known as DDLG, Mummy Little, or the Neutral Caregiver Little, or CGL, is very similar to Dom Sub, except instead of the more formal-sounding relationship between a dominant and a submissive, a caregiver acts as more of a nurturing parent-guardian to the Little. Uh, before I go any further, I'm going to stress that the caregiver little dynamic is absolutely nothing to do with sexualizing children. Although we talk about mummies and daddies and little girls and little boys, any sexual aspects are always dealt with as adults. The little knows full well that they're an adult and the caregiver is not imagining that their partner is a child. Absolutely nothing to do with sexualizing children. Now, CGL can simply be an expansion of the kink that some people have for calling their partner daddy or mummy, or you can go further and have someone who likes to escape the dreary real world and escape into a simpler time when all they had to worry about was colouring within the lines and where their next lollipop was coming from. Likewise, some caregivers can just enjoy being called daddy or mummy and occasionally using childlike language. Oh, did my little girl have a boo-boo? Would you like Daddy to kiss it better? Or is there somewhere else you want Daddy to kiss, hmm? So some people just enjoy that, but others are quite happy to build pillow forts and snuggle up with their little to watch My Little Pony and eat ice cream. Uh, which reminds me, is it just me, or does Rarity really need a good spanking? <clears throat> anyway, the other big difference between a caregiver and a dominant is that the caregivers tend to be less strict and much more gentle. A dom might want to see how long a sub can stand having their nipples clamped. A caregiver is more likely to see how long their little can stand having their nipples sucked. So, compared to DS, owner-slave relationships are more formal, long-term domestic and sexual servitude arrangements, and caregiver-little relationships are more about capturing the carefree times of youth and being less strict and more cuddly. Okay, on to a few more definitions now. Uh, a couple of terms you'll hear quite a bit will be scenes and playing. They're both terms for having kinky fun. 
we usually won't say we're having sex because it's very common for sex not to be involved. For example, you may want to focus on spanking or flogging and not actual intercourse. Quite often, participants will agree in advance what they're going to do. A dom might say they want to spank the sub, then move on to flogging, caning, and there's some cock worship, for example, and the sub may request the use of a particular favourite implement, perhaps. We'd call this pre-agreed session a scene. Playing, on the other hand, is often used to describe more casual activity. Uh, due to the nature of BDSM acts, it's best to agree what you'll be doing up front to check that everyone is okay with it, and that no limits are going to be broken. So scenes are pre-agreed kinky sessions, and playing is just having some kinky activity without a real plan. Now, right at the end there, I mentioned limits. Hard limits and soft limits are common terms in BDSM. They're terms used to describe things that you don't want to do. Hard limits are absolute no-go areas. If you tell someone you have a hard limit, they shouldn't try and get you to do whatever it is nor should you encourage anyone to break their hard limits. For example, uh, many people have a hard limit of scat, or poo to be precise. If you don't want Mr Hanky joining in your Christmas fun, that's fine. It's a hard limit. Other common hard limits might be anything involving blood, knives or surgical equipment, but it's entirely up to you what your hard limits are. Soft limits are commonly things that you're maybe not keen on, or perhaps aren't sure whether you'd like or not. Common examples here are anal play or water sports. Anal activity can be quite intimidating if you've never done it before, but it is very popular, so perhaps you'd like to explore it. Likewise, water sports, anything involving urine. It sounds disgusting, but again, can be a lot of fun. Having these as soft limits means you don't want to do them on a regular basis, but you might be open to giving them a go in the right circumstances. So hard and soft limits are how we tell others what sort of activities we don't want to do. Now, a good way to communicate your limits is to have a kink list. Now, this is a list of all manner of kinks, and you can mark down which ones you are or aren't interested in, and you can either keep it as a reminder for yourself or share it with someone you plan on playing with. I'll put a link in the podcast description to one, or you can simply Google for a kink list and you'll find plenty of options online. By the way, folk in the BDSM scene will never ask you to do something which is a hard limit. It just isn't done. Even a sadist won't do it. We're effectively saying, I do not consent to this. As I mentioned earlier, everything in BDSM is governed by consent. Now, staying on the topic of consent, another important term is safe words. Safe words are how we tell our partners that we want to stop or want to change something that's going on. Now, we all know that no means no. However, quite often in BDSM scenes, someone might want to pretend they're resisting when actually they're not. Uh, you know, the sort of thing. Oh no, daddy, it's so big. No, don't put it in there, daddy. No, 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 yes, 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 daddy. That kind of thing. If a scene stopped every time someone said no in BDSM, you'd never get anything done. So the use of safe words has become commonplace as a way to avoid confusion. In fiction, movies, whatever, you'll often see people use something silly like pineapple or spongebob, something weird that you wouldn't normally use when you're naked. Well, unless you had a particular fetish, I guess. Which is fine, as everyone involved knows that pineapple means stop and not, I have a really masochistic taste in pizza toppings. The drawback is that since it is a weird word, when you're deep in subspace or really trying to resist pain, you might have difficulty remembering it. To get around this, many people use a traffic light system. It's very simple. Red means stop. Amber, or orange or yellow, 
means I'm not sure, and green means bring it on. Using these colours makes it easier. Everyone knows red means stop and green means go, and amber generally means caution. Obviously, you're not going to be shouting green, green all the time, but a dom will often check in with a sub during a scene to ask how they're doing, and without halting the flow of the scene, you can easily reply green if you're fine, or amber if you need to take a brief pause, maybe to adjust your position, or ask for it a little harder or softer or whatever you want. But anyway, safe words are how we make sure that people understand when we need to stop. Responsible BDSM folk will always respect a safe word, even during a punishment. Ignore anyone who says, I don't allow safe words. They are not a safe person to play with. And it's always a good idea to agree and discuss safe words before you start playing with someone, especially if it's someone new. And now on to the last term for this podisode, aftercare. BDSM scenes can be quite intense. Whether it's a gentle spanking or a full-on facefuck hog-tying caning, you're going to need to calm down and recover afterwards. We call this aftercare. And although not everyone might feel they need it, it's something everyone is entitled to, bottoms and tops alike. It may involve a gentle cuddle, maybe a hot or cold drink, warm towels, a shower, whatever helps you ease back into the real world. Aftercare is also a great time to speak to your partner and praise them. If you've been degrading someone, remind them that you were just doing the scene and you're really proud of them for taking it. If you were on the receiving end, thank your dom and reassure them they didn't damage you and you didn't mean things that you screamed at them. Feedback is also good. Let your partner know what you really enjoyed or where you think it could have been different. Aftercare is a right and should always be offered. And there endeth the lesson for today. I know there are lots of topics I haven't covered. I've tried to pick out the main terms for this introduction, but please let me know if there's anything you'd like me to cover in a future podisode. Next up is Sir Suggestions. Every podisode, I'm going to recommend something for you. Books, films, websites, eh, whatever I feel like. My podisode, do what I want. For this introduction episode, I'm going to recommend two books. The new topping book and the new bottoming book, both by Dottie Easton. These are great overviews and introductions to the world of BDSM. I'll put Amazon links in the podcast description. Um, even if uh, you don't identify as switch and you just identify as a top or a bottom, it's a good idea to read both because they will give you uh, a nice balanced overview of the entire dynamic. I'm also going to be recommending a sex toy or kinky accessory you can buy on my online store. In this podisode, I'm going to recommend the Sports Sheets Under the Bed Restraint System. It's an excellent and easy way to introduce bondage into your bedroom. Simply place the main strap under your mattress, pull the four corner straps out, and use included cuffs to make sure your willing partner can't escape. Uh, the recommended retail price is £59.99, but you can find it for just £44.99 on my store, deviancebydax.com. And, wait for it, you can use the code DAXPOD01 for 15% off your entire first order. What, 15%? Is that, did I, is that a typo? No, I really did say 15% off your first order. Damn, I must be feeling very generous tonight, <sighs> even though it's actually afternoon. Anyway, that's valid until the end of November 2019. 
um, but you can't combine it with any other discounts. So that's deviantsbydax.com. Our last segment is Dax's Deeds. Every podisode, I'll set you a little task, usually related to this week's podisode. Since this is the introductory one, I'd like you to fill out your own king list, if you haven't already. Use the link in the description, or Google for one you like the look of. And with that, it's time to end. I'm Sirdax, and you can follow me on the Twitters, at TheSirdax. Email questions, comments, or suggestions to podcast at sirdax.co.uk. And you can visit my online store at deviantsbydax.com. Remember, use code DAXPOD01 for 15% off your entire first order. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and serve.